three of car advices. <laughs> Mate, you're up early this morning. Looking good. Totally hard, yes. Where were we? Three of car advices. <laughs> Biggest cocks just got up and walked out yesterday. Just like that. And guess what? They're not coming back. Full details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where Australian new car buyers save thousands off their next new cars. Hit me up on the website for that. The Cox in question, who made like Moses after the 10 plagues, right, even though guaranteed that never happened, they were the so-called founding team at Car Advice. Albors Faller, Tony Crawford and quote-unquote media personality, Paul Marrick. Wait. Look, I'm just quoting it from the friggin' official press release yesterday, okay? And, yeah, okay, look, I agree with you, you know, to qualify as a fully-fledged media friggin' personality, you need coke all over your face and your friggin' wedding vegetables have to be out in public, preferably engorged and pointed somewhat stridently in the direction of an aspiring model and or actress, or friggin' actresses. I think we all know that. Yeah, like, that's how I interpret the media personality code of ethics too, all right? And Marek's never done that, <laughs> that we know of. So calling him that is quite unfair. But, yeah, but I would never argue with Albors because he's a god and he wrote the release. I know. Okay. Look, I gotta go, okay? I love you too. Bye. So this is kind of interesting, okay? Car Advice's three biggest cocks become contemporaneously erect without warning and they fly the coop in formation yesterday. As symbolic fuck yous go, it doesn't get much more emphatic. I should point out that calling someone a cock here is actually a mark of the deepest respect. The cock is a proud animal. I mean, if you're top cock in the hen house, all the roosters want to be you and all the chicks want to do you. It's an enviable position in which to be, one can only imagine. These chaps are therefore fully qualified A-grade cocks. Hashtag to you mescent. Recent history lesson, car advice started out as nothing more than a bulge in Albors's underpants. He'd always want a hot pink Ferrari and to drive fast cars in exotic locations with lifetime platinum frequent flyer status while inflicting himself on innocent car enthusiasts all on the car industry's dime. I mean, he originally wanted to be a garage door installer, right? But that didn't work out, so he fell back on almost journalism. And this secondary media entrepreneurial wet dream grew into an advertising delivery powerhouse. Yes! And despite the fact that I worked there as editor-in-chief for a very brief period, not a good fit, they finally sold the whole thing for millions to Nine Digital. 
which is kind of like Channel 9, okay, only more mentally retarded and with no audience. Same sociopathic tendencies as regular broadcast TV, however, so that's nice. Anyway, Nine also buys Fairfax, which owns Drive. They take Drive immediately to the prison shower with the big digital cocks, and Drive emerges, limping a shadow of its former self. It's just car advice with a different logo now. And Nine's digital cocks pat each other on the arse over a fine job. Well done. The long-term chief executive of Car Advice, he's enjoying all of this so much that he just kind of gets up and walks out of the building a couple of months ago, and they fill the void left by his departure with, I don't know, some faceless nine-digital bean counter. The unsinkable automotive ship, the RMS advertising delivery that we know as Car Advice, is at this point bearing right down on a friggin' iceberg that you can see from space. Moments before impact, the big founding cocks all sprout wings and fly. That was yesterday. I am, of course, gagging to learn if yesterday's trilateral big cock exodus was a founder fuck you aimed at nine or a response to an under-the-table nine fuck you aimed at the founders or a combination of the two. And I'm tipping it's a combination fried rice fuck you option that's actually in play here. Car advice can certainly exist without the big founding cocks, okay? But perhaps not as we know it. See, in the modern digital marketplace where video is king, the brand actually is the key people, the key creators, right? The audience has a relationship with the big cocks, whether you like it or not in management. This is something a nine digital wonk is unlikely to appreciate until they witness the fallout. For example, you are sitting here listening to me right now and I'm talking to you and we're having this exchange. It's, it's kind of one way from my point of view and you are, I don't know, on the crapper cracking one off. One of life's Significant pleasures, I think you'd agree. And here we are, the two of us, spending this special time together. Yes. It's kind of intimate, isn't it? Only not in a fag way. Not that there's anything wrong with that. The point I'm trying to make is that video equals personal connection. So Car Advice just lost a big fat chunk of that. It's intangible, but also hugely significant, which just points to an epic level of managerial mental retardation at nine digital. Well done there, you friggin' chumps. Now, before I let you go, let us pay solemn homage to those icons of the industry, the recently departed Coop Flying Car Advice founding giant cocks. Yes. You simply cannot have a decent masthead implosion without a damn good roast. First up, Paul Marek, perhaps the smallest of Car Advice's big cocks. Excuse me, one second. Uh. Hey, it's me. Yeah, 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 still going. Just, just quickly, okay? What would you rather fight, okay? One giant Albor's-sized cock 
or a thousand pulmonic micrococks. Isn't that funny, right? Me too, and I think everyone says that. Yeah. Gotta go. Okay, love you too. Bye. Paul has, of course, always secretly wanted to be Al Bors. He was even learning Farsi at one point, I think. And, and clearly, his best years are still ahead of him, so that's nice. And although he never will be Al Bors, there's still plenty of time for Paul to qualify for full membership in the Royal Astra Alien Media Personality Association, or RAMPA. <laughs> you just, that's not funny, you just have to pass that one test, Paul, that's all, it's just that one test described earlier, quite strict, but then you are in for life. There's no requalification at any point. It's all just hot tubs and hookers all the way to the friggin' horizon forever after that. And you still think the Emirates Business Lounge is pretty swish. Of course, in the modern world, Nobody ever really dies, do they? And Paul Marrick still lives on car advice today, despite that departure. You must, you simply must watch Paul's excellent Tesla Model 3 performance review. If you play it back frame by frame on a 4K monitor, okay, you will see Mr. Marrick actually plugging himself into electric Jesus. It's very brief, but poignant which is almost but not quite enough to get you a try-hard visa for Rampa, now that I think about it. That's what I saw anyway on that 4K monitor frame by frame. EJ was there. It was a freaking miracle. But in fairness, that might have just been the drugs. Okay? I missed my Rampa Anonymous meeting that week and I relapsed. Anyway, the review is a triumph of journalistic non-disclosure, and I look forward to seeing more epic reviews of this very nature when Mr. Marrick finds himself an outlet prepared to allow him once again to ejaculate all over his Model 3 in front of their audience. Next up, Tony Crawford. Let's do that again, okay? Next up, Tony Crawford. I do suspect if you were to gaffer tape Mr. Crawford's wrists to his hips, he may not actually be able to speak, but I don't think anyone's ever done this test, okay? I never realised how cognitively demanding doing this actually is, and it must be quite distracting for you too, but hey, it's Tony's thing. <sighs> anyway, let's stop that. That's better, I think you'd agree, but... Tony's not just a multitasking video presenting powerhouse, not at all. He is also a definite comic genius. Comic genius, like, how does he do it? The most hilarious automotive interview I have ever seen was Tony interviewing Hyundai N boss Albert Bierman at the Nürburgring racetrack where they had that R&D setup. It was incredibly brave of Croft to do that this way too, because the risk was clearly that if that interview was taken literally, one could come across as a gibbering muppet with no place ever interviewing another human being in front of a friggin' camera. But I think you'd agree happily that Croft did it just right, just right. I laughed until I cried when I saw that interview for the first time, but I did cry for rather a long time afterwards. Just search for We Interview N-Boss Albert Bierman with two N's. It is interview gold.
brown gold. And then there's Albors, the biggest of the big swinging car advice cocks. Yes, car advices, Ron Jeremy. It's virtually impossible to summarise Albors' immense contribution to automotive editorial suction. But I think if you wanted to acquaint yourself with the kind of epic reports you would need to produce in order to become a multi-millionaire as a motoring so-called journalist, you really owe it to yourself to check out Mr. Fowler's Pulit Prize-winning report from October the 8th, 2015, entitled Why I'd Still Buy a Volkswagen. It includes this incredibly brave and yet oddly poignant statement. There's no doubt in my mind that the board of Volkswagen were unaware of these defeat devices. He actually did write that, and that report, happily enough, exists on Car Advice's website today. And I'd suggest to you that if you went out and purchased a brand new Dyson and it sucked that hard, it would be pulling the carpet up off the friggin' floor. And I'd put it to you that that's rather a lot of suction. Some would say excessive. Dieselgate had recently broken at that time, of course, and the full extent of Volkswagen's crimes was a long way from being established. It's fair to say, however, that the prism of retrospectivity has not been entirely rose-coloured for big swinging albors on this one. As it happens, former Volkswagen chief executive Martin Winterkorn has been charged with aggravated fraud by German prosecutors, who, I think it's fair to say, harbour a somewhat different view than Albors vis-à-vis long-term boardroom awareness of the Dieselgate conspiracy. Additionally, four unnamed senior Volkswagen executives were also charged and prosecutors say that they can link those five men to criminal events as early as 2006 when Hoaxwagen first conceived of this massive criminal deception. Additional charges brought include a breach of trust, tax evasion and false certification, so nothing trivial there. Wintercorn could go to the Sherman Big House for 10 years if convicted, which, let's face it, at 72 years of age, means spending pretty much the rest of his life in prison. A year earlier, the US Department of Justice indicted Mr Wintercorn and several other high-level Volkswagen shitbirds, but he's unlikely to be prosecuted in America. Germany does not extradite scumbag citizens. German prosecutors say they're still investigating 36 other senior Volkswagen dick tips over the company's crimes. And this is why Albors is such a genius, okay? I mean, you might look at his comments about board-level awareness and think, superficially, well, he's wrong, what a friggin' pelican. But I say to you, au contraire. Albors was one of the first modern motoring writers to realise that in the 21st century... The facts no longer matter. That is certainly the case for all of this decade and the one just around the corner. It's going to get more pronounced. We live in fictional times. And Albors is the one who had his finger on this pulse first. So credit where it's due. It's all about how you feel and what's going to keep it sweet with our mates in the industry. That is the recipe for commercial journalistic success. So, if you're that kid today, that young kid with a little bulge in his trousers, dreaming big of a blog, 
and you yearn for that hot pink Ferrari, just like Albor's. Do not let minor concerns, that petty shit like being so dependably wrong, do not let that, that's not funny, get between you and your dreams. Eyeballs and advertising are the only things that really matter. And one begets the other happily. Jam enough eyeballs onto your blog and you'll be stuffing mattresses with $100 bills in the manner of Pablo frigging Escobar. Yes, you'll be doing that before you know it. Your cock will swell as you do this and one day eclipse the sun. Happily, there's no extra charge in a Ferrari dealership for that hot pink paint. But hey, even if there were, you would be able to afford it. Yes, don't let the facts hold you back, is what I'm saying. And if you hear a rather loud sucking noise in McMahon's point over coming days, like a claymore mine going off only backwards and louder, do not be alarmed. It's not a terror attack. It's just car advice imploding. Sadly, this appears to be a done deal. And I'll say this sincerely, that's going to be a real shame. If you enjoyed this report and you'd like to support more irreverently satirical independent reports like this, there's a secure PayPal donation link in the description below. Just make sure whatever you donate, it's a trivial sum for you. Know also that your support is greatly appreciated. It's completely optional, of course, and if money is tight for you, hang on to it. Just watch for free, and I hope you enjoy the reports. You can also help by sharing this report on social media or by discussing it on your own YouTube channel, in a blog, or on a podcast. Perhaps you disagree with me on this or that, and I'm totally cool with that, okay? In fact, I'd suggest it would be fairly tedious almost as bad as heaven, if all we ever did was agree with each other on the granular detail. And finally, you might choose to like, subscribe, and enable YouTube notifications so that you don't miss any future reports. Thanks for watching.